All right. Well, let's uh, let's just get right into it because um, there's always the chance that you know the kids go to sleep and then they wake up in the middle of the night too. <laughs> Drink water, have to go to the bathroom. Years would never. <laughs> Which I don't blame them for having to go to the bathroom because I, you know, have, that's me like three times a night, but still. Have you <laughs> seen a do. doctor? <laughs> Two best of friends. Oh, wait, keep your shirt on. It's just a typo. Stop. You are freaking ridiculous. Who think they know football? Chiefs or the Colts or wow, the Chargers. There we go. Not thinking, just read. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Mike White is now on my fantasy roster and maybe starting over Russell Wilson. I spent $25 to get Jacoby Brissett. Because here it's real football by real fans. Like a disturbance in the force as a flip <laughs> Kingsbury suddenly cried out in a silence. The 2M football show. Starts now. Welcome in to the 2M Football Show. <laughs> Mike and Matt here, as always, back at it for another exciting episode where we'll uh, recap week seven of NFL action, preview week eight, and uh, maybe for the first oh, time. Is that this... what we're doing? Oh, crap. That's what I was planning. Are you prepared for that? No, but <laughs> let's do this. Emotionally. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had to take a deep breath as we go to the fantasy core because, man, I was stressing yesterday. Nail-biter for you, and I was going to say, this might be the first time all season that we've both uh, come off a victory. So, uh, a, a triumphant return to the fantasy corner this week. You've got half the amount of wins I do. Hey, you know what? I doubled my total uh, from the season, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with some uh, headlines coming out of week seven. And this is the first one uh, that that I wanted to bring up is that apparently, so we were talking last episode about potential hot seat uh, coaches, mm-hmm. and I brought up Bill Belichick. Well, apparently, no. In fact, quite the opposite. He actually signed a multi-year extension in the summer, and no one knew until this reported on Sunday morning. So, well, what you can't see is I'm raising my hand. Oh yes, Matt. <laughs> um. This would not be the first time, John Grun, that we've seen a head coach mm-hmm. sign a multi-year contract, and it didn't work out. This is very I'm just true. saying. This is true. So maybe he's. I, I still think, uh, given that he signed this extension, he is uh, probably safer than you know we might have assumed otherwise. Yes. <laughs> Um, oh, and I cut myself off mid-sentence here in the notes. But uh, that probably means if the team continues to tailspin, although they did get a upset victory this week that we'll talk about, um, it'll it's more likely to be the guys around him, like the coordinators and and Mac Jones, that are thrown to the wolves and give him a new, new quarterback, new coordinators to start over with. Well, if the Raiders coach gets fired, I'm sure he'll be looking for a job. <laughs> Just like so many of them before, just come crawling back to Belichick. <laughs> yeah, that seems, um, now that you mention it, that seems uh, highly likely, potentially. <laughs> and uh, We'll talk about what happened to his team this week, too. But We also, 
inch ever closer to the trade deadline. Actually, we're one week away as we record this on Tuesday, October 24th. Oh, no. Deadline is Halloween night, or I don't know what time it is on Halloween, but sometime on uh, the 31st of October is the trade deadline. And Green Bay is going to do nothing productive. (laughs) Starting to wish they did actually trade for Jonathan Taylor. He's back healthy, looking great, and Aaron Jones' hamstring is shredded pork. Uh, but there was a trade not involving the Packers that occurred over the weekend, and it, it was between the Titans and the Eagles. The Eagles acquired the Titans' stud safety, Kevin Byard, um, for 20, 2024 fifth-round draft pick, sixth-round draft pick, as well as their cornerback, uh, Terrell Edmonds. And this He's is looking good for my Eagles defense. <laughs> this is one of those, the rich get richer, right? I mean, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. They still had two first-round draft picks in this past year's draft. And now they have arguably a, a you know top five, top ten safety in the league uh, to add to their defense, which has been uh, a little bit up and down this year, at least compared to how dominant they were a season ago. And so we will continue to keep an eye on whatever else happens in the next seven days uh, in terms of trades. Always exciting deadline day. I feel like it's going to be like so-so, and then Monday is just going to be chaos. Yeah. Which I'm all for. Oh, I love it. We are big fans of chaos on this uh, podcast. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing but professionals. Um, this was exciting, actually. The Dolphins have been selected for the in-season version of Hard Knocks this year. Uh, I actually haven't watched it in the past because I feel like they've picked terrible teams, like the Cardinals the one year during like an epic, you know, their yearly collapse in the second half of the season. Uh, they started, they got a head start on that one this year. <laughs> it's been terrible from the start. But uh, then it was the Colts or something. But I'm actually very excited for the Dolphins. I'm just excited to watch more Mike McDaniel. <laughs> I'm being completely honest. He is a one-man highlight reel. <laughs> Anytime he's mic'd up, it's uh, it's gold. So definitely excited to see him. And it's an exciting team. They're looking pretty good. Um, they're lost this week, notwithstanding. <laughs> Probably going to be a playoff team. So um, I'm all for it. It's a good good pick. I'm and glad they are happy that you approve. I'm sure, I'm sure they were waiting with bated breath. Uh, and they'll be very relieved when they listen to this, as I'm sure everyone over the fine folks at HBO are avid listeners of our podcast, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah. Do you approve in case that do we get the double 2M stamp of approval? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The only other team I might have picked is the Packers just for the dysfunction. Oh, my God. Just give it up. Their season is only going in one way. And uh, let's just say fans of rival teams would probably enjoy watching that. And then the last last one I got here, Kyler Murray. Speaking of the Oh, your boy. He's back. I don't know why he's my boy. I mean, the Cardinals are sort of. Whatever. I don't I don't feel this way about them anymore, but they were my first uh, playoff sleeper pick. Back when you shredded me, just like Aaron Jones shredded his hamstring, apparently. <laughs> but uh, sure, my boy Kyler Murray, <laughs> coming off that ACL tear suffered in the back half of last season, he is practicing again, and they've op- I believe they've opened his 
window to come off of IR sometime in the next three weeks. So that's uh, good news for them, although the team is – hey, you know, how, what, how about Kyler Murray as a, a trade candidate? Dobbs has been playing pretty well for them. This team is obviously poised to rebuild, um, although Caleb Williams has already said he won't come to them. He'll just go back to USC. <laughs> Either way. I mean, what does that tell you how somebody feels? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. It tells you a lot, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Murray's back in practice, so that's a good news for the Cardinals or whatever his new team might be. I think it does bring up the point of interesting, though. Like, what do you do if the team's managing to stay afloat? And, I mean, they're not <clears> – they're not – excellent by any means but they remind me of the lions a couple years ago where they were scrappy yeah they weren't winning but they definitely made you like fight for your points right so there's something to be said there and what do you do if kyler murray comes back and they lose that sort of scrappiness right like as a fan you would sit there and say well put dobbs back in as a coaching staff it puts you in a really weird position right like murray was drafted to be your guy Dobbs has bounced around a little bit. I don't think he had a fair shot in Pittsburgh, but he's gone and made his case here of earning some level of respect. So I think it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. And I think the absolute worst thing that could happen is Kyler comes back, they win a few games and then they're out of the, you know, then they don't have a top five pick anymore if they win too many games. So it's definitely a balancing act between all those things. Be interesting to watch what happens with him over the next, uh, well, seven days, I guess. Uh, All right, let's get into some of the games, starting with our playoff sleepers. And I have you slated to go first, where both of your teams got impressive victories. I was impressed with one over the other, if I'm being completely honest. Sure. Um, The Steelers' offense, they won with just 110 yards of offense through the first three quarters. That's it. Like, that's less than 30 yards a quarter and they were shockingly only down by a touchdown. Um, however, they decided to end the game with another one and uh, run out the clock, which is smart. Uh, Pickett used his game management skills to, to kind of help with that. Right. So we actually yeah. saw some decent play calling from Matt Canada, but it did help that Deontay Johnson came back. Um, yeah, it was big for them, I think. And I think that just drastically gave that offense the spark that it had needed. But the Steelers improved to four and two, which they're not looking as bad as the first few weeks seemed. Yeah, yeah. This is it's been a good um I mean, they're looking okay. What was arguably more shocking, the Vikings upset the 49ers. Yeah, this um, where did this come from? And I have to say, the Vikings, I think, just played with way more passion. This is a very defensive game, but the Niners were, thankfully, they had Christian McCaffrey back, and Debo Samuel, unfortunately, was out, and he'll likely be out till week roughly 11. However, the Niners' offense was still relatively potent, but turnovers wound up being a big difference and the Vikings were able to capitalize uh, with two turnovers in the first four minutes of the game. It was very strange. Is it two with, uh, interceptions? Jordan Addison getting the ball ripped from his hand so it was considered a cousin's INT. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, 
However, well, I still haven't heard from Sorio since the weekend. I'm I'd probably, sure not. Probably check on him. Never be heard from again. We might want to check that he's okay. <laughs> um, who turned around? Who turned after that one? Just turned on the Jets and had a phenomenal night in the absence of Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Absolutely defying odds as a rookie receiver. I mean, it's kind of like watching Jefferson 2.0 in a way, right? Like just so dominant two mm. scores over a hundred, you know, receiving yards, but the Vikings defense forced two turnovers, including a McCaffrey fumble and just was the name of the game. They held McCaffrey to, I believe it was under three yards of rush. They only allowed a few big plays. So it's the staple that they've needed. And the most improved was the Vikings O-line cousins had time. Yeah. And that was the difference in this game. They held, you know, Bosa in check. They held, you know, um, Warner in check. So yeah. that's that's what I couldn't believe was, uh, you know, this 49ers defense that's been really good. Vikings without their top weapon and Justin Jefferson. But uh, and several O linemen, like there's backups, right. like. Cousins threw for over 350 yards, I think, against this Niners secondary. And, yeah, Addison had a huge game. TJ Hawkinson had a big game. Not much doing on the ground, uh, but they didn't need it. You know, it's it's the old saying, if something's not working, you got to find out what does. The ground game has been a little bit of a struggle with that O-line. Yeah. But the pass protection, you could argue, has the best it's been all year. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. And it, it and, did get uh, dicey at the end. Vikings went for a long field goal attempt uh, to try to go up by eight, but they missed it, setting up the Niners with good field position. But then they ultimately picked off Purdy. And uh, that's two. So after winning his first 10 NFL starts, he's now he and the Niners have lost two in a row. And how about the Vikings? Is that three, three wins in a row for them? I believe two or three, but the yeah. Vikings are starting to make the, the turnaround. And I'm excited. It means that, you know, I may have been wrong with picking them to win the division, but they're not a team to to count down and out just yet. And I want to point out, it was a Monday night game, which means it was primetime that Kirk Cousins won. Yes. Yeah. All the credit. How about you, Mike? How'd you do? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> my, that rude? Uh, my Should Broncos, I not do that? My Broncos. The Broncos won at the expense of the Packers, so it doesn't feel like it. it doesn't feel very good. <laughs> and I know the yeah, so the Broncos are my playoff sleeper. Uh, but I but I don't want to talk about them that much. I mean, they they were fine. They whatever. <laughs> Javante oh, Williams looks really good. Right, I'm gonna go like over here and do something else while this next 20 minutes takes place. So maybe you've already done this, Matt, but I had not coming into this game. And I think it's time to just accept that the Packers are not a good football team right now. (laughs) It's taken you this long? It has. And maybe it's the delusion of whatever, fandom. But No, you guys are just an idiot, all of you. Especially, okay, well... Especially after week one, they blow out the Bears. Love, in the first two weeks, had six touchdowns, no interceptions. It's like, oh, my God, he's that dude. <laughs> he's the next, you know, get his uh, statue ready in Canton. I wanted on record I was not on that hype train just yet. <laughs> and it's probably too soon to get complete, you know, to be completely out on Jordan Love. But, man, 
this offense has been brutal. It's so bad. This this Broncos defense, you may recall, they gave up 70 points in a single game to a team earlier this year. They got carved up. I just up want by- to point out that that team and the names on that team, just pointing that out. Oh, what are you saying? Uh, Come on. Kristen, Kristen Watson is no Tyreek Hill. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying he's injured again. And Dobbs is no Waddle. Um, and Love is no Tua. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> All I'm going to say, and I will continue to say, is calm down. Like, <laughs> anyone who thought that we were going to score three quarterbacks in a row out of the gate is absolutely insane and delusional. There is going to be a lot of growing pains. There's going to be a lot of just accepting that it's every team goes through it. There's no way. And this year is going to be that year for us. Well, here's the thing, though. Love was a first-round pick. He's sat on the bench for three years, in theory, learning. He can't even throw an accurate ball. He he has a noodle arm. He can't get it deep enough on, on when he's trying to throw downfield. And I don't I don't blame him completely. Like you said, Watson started the year injured. Looks like he's hurt again. Dobbs has been on the left side's gone. How many defensive players have gone down in the past three weeks, including two more? <laughs> yeah, the Broncos the team though, is imploding. And the Broncos are one of the worst teams in the league, and the Packers just lost to them. They made Russell Wilson look like the the Russell Wilson of ten years ago. In terms of him running the football, I've, I have not seen him scrambling since he joined Denver, but he ripped off some big ones against the Packers. If there's one thing you can count on with the Packers defense, you can run the ball against him. Even a semi-mobile quarterback, he's going to rip off some big ones. <laughs> yeah, Ben Roethlisberger would get 15-yard yeah. carries. <laughs> it's It's been really dis- – and, and coming out of the bye week, that's the worst part of this. Like in the, you had an extra week off to get a little healthy, which they apparently didn't, to game plan. I was going to say, they started like, all right, we got Christian Watson back. We got some defensive people that will be coming back, and they all went out. They're all dead. The game plan seemed terrible. I, I think this raises a lot of questions about Matt LaFleur, and uh, I think we're all – having our eyes open to just how badly Aaron Rodgers was carrying this team the past few years. Um, anyway, okay, that's the end. We can stop. The Broncos got a win. <laughs> Two and five. Now, uh, staying in line with my fantasy team's record. Uh, uh, so he's tied to theirs. How does that make you feel? Um, bad. <laughs> <laughs> my other playoff sleeper, the Commanders, Looked like a pretty good, uh, they had a pretty good chance to get a win here going against the Giants, who only had one win coming into this game. Daniel Jones, the starting quarterback, out with a neck injury, uh, which meant Tyrod Taylor got the start again, which, you know, for some reason I thought that's a good thing. Like, oh, yeah, the starting quarterback is out. But but then you got to remember, Daniel Jones sucks. Like, he's probably <laughs> worse. He's worse than your average backup quarterback. So Tyrod Taylor is probably an upgrade. <laughs> Uh, however, the commander's defense played fine, you know, only gave up 14 points, forced three fumbles, recovering two, and they also got four sacks of Taylor. Uh, um, whatever, you, you allow 14 points, you expect to win that game. Even the Packers scored more than 14, for reference. Yeah, but I do have to point out a huge flaw with uh, Washington. 
Okay. If you must. The fact is they cannot protect Sam Howell to save their lives or his life. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a feeling this dude is going to set an NFL record for how many times he's going to be sacked in a season. Like, this is just embarrassing. Yeah, he's on pace to set a new record. Um, let me see. I, I know I wrote it down here. Before last week, he was on pace to get sacked 99 times. Yeah, and six more sacks this week. So I'm sure that pace has only increased. But it's not like the Giants are some great pass rushing defense. They had five sacks all season coming into the game. And they took down Howell six times in this game. It's really crazy stuff. Um, Unsurprisingly, can't pass block. They couldn't run block either. The running backs had just 60 yards and three and a half per carry. Yep. Well aware of that one, Antonio Gibson. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Howell, uh, I mean, you can't really blame him for having accuracy issues when he's getting pass rushed like crazy. Uh, Barely over 50% completion rate. Threw a pick, no touchdowns. This might have been the craziest part, looking at the box score. One out of 15 on third down conversions. I don't know if I've ever seen a conversion rate that low on third down. I mean, again, on third down, it's typically third and long, I'm going to assume, is the situation. So what do you do? You bring the blitz. And when you have an O-line that can't protect against a three-man rush, what happens when a five-man rush happens? Like, I don't know. I I can't fault Sam Howell too much because this line is just garbage. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because it's not like they don't have weapons. They have some really good offensive players around him, like uh, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas, even the tight end. Like They've got good players out there running routes, but he just literally doesn't have time to find them and throw the ball. Ten punts, ten penalties, just a disgusting offensive display. Seven points to show for it. They lose to the Giants seven to fourteen and fall to three and four, where they've lost four out of their last five games. It's not great. <laughs> really disappointing, uh, given they brought in Eric Bieniemy. And again, can't blame it all on him either if they don't have the personnel to to field a, a professional offensive line. Lack thereof. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Couple other games. The Jaguars beat the Saints 31 24 on Thursday night football. Derek Carr is not happy. He could be multiple times, he could, he could be seen screaming at uh, his teammates. He, he threw a pick six due to a miscommunication with uh, running back Alvin Kamara. Uh, multiple misconnections with Chris Olave, in theory, their top receiver. Uh, some of that certainly on Olave. You could see him giving up on some routes, like kind of quitting on plays early. Uh, some balls thrown behind him, too, that ended up in completions where there could have been bigger plays. Uh, they almost tied it right at the end, uh, but the tight end Moreau dropped the, dropped it in the end. I shouldn't say drop. It was off his hands. He could have caught it, maybe. But um, Yeah, Olave was so upset, he apparently just got in his car and drove 80 in a 35 zone and got caught by the police. So that's an ongoing developing situation now. Did not know that. Fun fact. Yeah. Only he could go that fast on the field. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Just That's doesn't look back for the football. Well, the passes were behind him, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the Jaguars uh, look pretty good. Travis Etienne, the running back, is a monster. Their offense looked good, even with Calvin Ridley as a decoy slash non-factor. Thank you uh, again. 
Or are we just going to glance over my genius moves? Uh, well, I was thinking we'd save it for the fantasy corner, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> we do want to talk about Taysom Hill? <laughs> uh, other than... It's it's almost sad that he was, like, the spark for that offense with that rushing touchdown. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. Not just the touchdown, but a big third-down conversion. Like, he... he like, as much as people hate on him, and I know you made the joke that Derek Carr's not happy, like, again, at the end of the day, you've got to do something that's going to spark your team. And that changeup is what did it. But yeah. he's one of the few people that apparently Derek Carr can rely on to catch. Because he was <laughs> catching them over the middle. I mean, he continues to just do everything for this team. He runs the ball, he, he throws it sometimes, he catches it sometimes. And, so, and you're right, he did give them a spark because they look really disjointed with Carr trying to throw the football. Uh, and I don't know. I, I I wonder, maybe this is just me projecting because, uh, you know, I've got Olave in fantasy. So anytime someone, anytime anyone other than him has the ball, I'm I'm pissed. <laughs> You've so, never liked Hill to begin with, so this is just no, another excuse. That is true. He, he makes me so angry. <laughs> but and yet, who admit? You can't argue the results. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't fumbled much this year, if at all. Uh, that's been the only thing I could really point at to say, hey, he's bad. <laughs> all right, that's enough. The Saints are really bad, though, and they lost this game. Uh, how about Bears Raiders with Tyson Bagent becoming just the fourth quarterback ever from a Division II college to start an NFL game in the last 20 years? I mean, it's funny, too, how everybody, like, you had fans that were blaming him for the loss last week to praising him this week. It's like, all right, come on now. <laughs> well, it was also interesting in the buildup to this game. There was a good amount of excitement just to see what he could do in his first NFL start. Uh, and, the you know, the offense was not flashy, no big plays, really, but, you know, workmanlike and got the job done. It was effective. Big game. And I get it's the Raiders, but yeah. like, still, there wasn't, I don't think there was a lot of expectation going to this, and I think Tyson played just fine. Yeah, I think he executed the offense in a way that they kind of wish Fields would sometimes. <laughs> just take the throws that are there. It was a lot of quick stuff. Get the ball out of his hands early. Just make smart decisions. Yeah, and they were able to run the ball really effectively with uh, Deontay Foreman against this uh, this Raiders defense, like you mentioned, that's not the best. Uh, and the, But the defense played pretty well, too. They, they really smothered Josh Jacobs in the Raiders' run game, picked off Brian Hoyer twice, even held Devontae Adams to just 57 yards receiving. So good team performance all around by Chicago. This is I put this in here more mostly as a joke, but is there a quarterback controversy? Bajan's going to get at least one more start uh, as Fields continues to recover from his what is it dislocated thumb. This one uh, might be a tougher test against the Chargers, although they have a terrible defense too, so maybe not. I mean, it does it begs consideration at least a little bit, given the fact of if the Bears win these two games. Fields, let's say Fields comes back after the Chargers game, right? Yeah. Fields comes back and they lose two in a row. I mean, not that, you know, there'll be a massive change, but it does start to point like, hey, we were winning under 
person A. We've been losing under person B. <laughs> yeah. Like, it begs consideration, but I would have to see how they play against the Chargers, who I would say, while not, while better, not by much. I would argue that it's more of a shootout with the offense. So it's can you keep pace in a game against someone like Justin Herbert? Yeah. Right. That'll be the the offensive matchup. Uh, it's a lot different from this one. Sorry, I was trying to look something up, but it's proving weirdly difficult to get a straight answer to this. I think that's because it's the inner. Are you on Bing? <laughs> no, not on Bing. Thanks for checking. I was trying to just find out what is Justin Fields' record as a start. I think he only has six career wins with the Bears. And uh, Bajan has won already. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Browns beat the Colts in a wild, what turned out to be a shootout, 39-38 to 38 win for the visiting Browns. Uh, Deshaun Watson actually did play in this game. It was questionable with the shoulder coming in, but he threw a pick on the Looks first like three. Bad waste of money for the Browns. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, quite enjoyable to watch this implosion, to be honest. But um, started the game, threw a pick on the first series, then got hurt. He didn't look comfortable throwing. Maybe he shouldn't even have started. P.J. Walker replaced him. Uh, it's just a crazy game. Browns had a defensive touchdown. Gardner Minshew had not one, but two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> but the mustache magic was not enough. <laughs> In the end, they came up just short. Uh, quite a bit of controversy at the end in terms of the officiating. The Browns... it just this game? No, I don't think it was just this one. <laughs> but this might have been the most egregious of the weekend. The Browns were driving late. Uh, they were down uh, five points, 38-33, and they got... Two different times there was a questionable defensive holding or pass interference call that extended their drive, gave them a fresh set of downs. The second one, pass interference, they called in the end zone on a ball that was so tall, that uh, so high, and Megatron standing on Michael Jordan's shoulders wouldn't have been able to reach it. It was That's pretty tall. It's supposed to be. What, what happened to the uncatchable pass rule negating that kind of penalty? That absolutely should have applied there. Anyway, it didn't. The Browns scored a touchdown and uh, got that win with 15 seconds left. They scored the touchdown, and yeah, that was enough. You know, not that this is fully related, but simply from the fact of controversy or calls. Have you seen the footage of the college game? I think it was Iowa going around. This no, I missed this. So apparently, the kick returner for I don't I don't hold me that it was Iowa. It may have been. I'm not sure, but it it. When you watch the footage, it doesn't look like he's single fair catch. He's basically pointing down the field, almost like he's directing blockers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he gets the kick and returns it for a touchdown. Apparently, it goes to review, and everyone thought they were trying to see if maybe he stepped out of bounds. Yeah. They then come back to say that he signaled for a fair catch. Oh. And basically wow. wiped off his kickoff return for a touchdown off the board. That's brutal. And fans, both, you know, for the school and against, are like, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's not that. just NFL officiating. It's uh, it's now getting down to the college level. Dear God, what's going to happen in flag football at the Olympics? <laughs> no refs. 
<laughs> Street ball. A uh, couple of quick hitters. Patriots upset the Bills 29 to 25, uh, finding some offense. I don't know where it came from. They scored more points, the Patriots, in this game than their last three combined. Bill O'Brien's putting it together. Maybe. Maybe Mac Jones is trying to save his life, his job. Uh, and uh, the Bills were in comeback mode early on after a Josh Allen interception on their first drive. I think on their first offensive play, put them in a 10-0 hole. I lost a fumble later in the game, too. So they were, couldn't quite overcome that in the end. Uh, the Ravens beat the Lions. Uh, 38 to six. I thought this was going to be maybe the game of the week. Uh, both teams coming in. The Lions have been great all the way around. The Ravens have kind of struggled a lot. Right. Despite good record. Yeah. It kind of, the script got flipped here and, you know, you know, as the Lions, I get, I like the way Campbell handles all this stuff, right? Like, it's kind of like that's paraphrasing, but that smack of reality, like, just when you think you're at the highest of peaks, you kind of get smacked around and reminded like you still got to fight for every game. Yeah. But I don't see this being too detrimental to the Lions, but the Ravens, what a spark. Wow. Yeah. And this was the Ravens offense. We, or at least I was expecting to see all the excitement with the new receivers they brought in. Yeah. All those passes to Zay Flowers that didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, Nelson Aguilar, of all people, scored a touchdown, along with Mark Andrews, of course. Um, but, yeah, Lamar Jackson had arguably his best game as a pro. Only Did six complete. Did you? Did you win? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're on fire. I hope he's a listener. Uh, well, if he is, he won't be after this episode. <laughs> it's all right. Lamar had a huge game. Um, 350 through the air and three touchdowns. As a team, they had almost 150 rushing yards with two more touchdowns there. And uh, that was a little surprising because not only have the Lions been good on offense, but their defense has taken huge strides uh, that so far this year. So this was surprising to me. Um, and in terms of defense, the Ravens' defense did show up just as well as their offense did. They sacked Jared Goff five times, picked him off once. Four different times the Lions went for it on fourth down and were stopped. Uh, so just a huge, huge win for the Ravens and give them a lot of momentum. Let's uh, we're about halfway through, so let's skip the rest of the games. I can't believe that wasn't all of them. Uh, take a quick break. You and make these. It's like I'm reading it for the first time, to be honest. Like, damn, who wrote all this? Jeez. Say every week. <laughs> Back with the week eight preview. Uh, all right, we're going to do the Week 8 preview a little differently this time and just go through the games chronologically as they'll happen because I didn't I didn't do my homework. <laughs> the dog ate my homework. <laughs> That's terrible. That's your MacBook, like. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I told you about this, this cat, right? I don't remember. Two different computers this cat has chewed on the screen and broken it. Oh, that's right. Luckily, oh. they weren't. My anyway, let's just move on. Uh, all right, <laughs> long story short, I didn't no watchability index this week. I'm so sorry, Matt, and everyone else. <laughs> so, uh, this is what we live for. Let's go through them in order. Uh, the Thursday night game Bucks at Bills. Uh, Buccaneers are three and three, they've lost three in a row. Bills coming off that upset 
a loss at the hands of the Patriots. Um, Bills are heavy favorites. They're at home, eight and a half point favorites. I'm going to take and, the Bills on this one. Yeah, I think I'm with them. Although, yeah, no, although nothing. Yes, <laughs> taking the Bills. I was waiting for like the big revelation that none of us knew about. Well, Baker Mayfield looks okay. And honestly, the Bucks defense looks all right too, but no, taking the Bills. Uh, going into the Sunday noon slate, the Vikings at Packers. I got the Vikings. I think so. I mean, their offense is clicking, and the defense much improved. I mean, you can say what you will, what you want about uh, the opposition they played against in the Bears and Panthers victories, but even without Debo Samuel, 49ers are very potent offense that they held in check. So I am definitely going with the Vikings here. And they are favored, one-point favorites on the road at Lambeau. Next up, Jaguars at Steelers. Uh, this is a pretty interesting one. Huh. I'm going to take the Steelers just because I'm feeling spicy. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Do with that what you will. Thanks. I will. I'm thinking. This is also difficult because I, I didn't do any of my picks yet, so I'm doing them on the fly here. I'll go with the Jags. Welcome to me every week. <laughs> Stressful. How do you deal with it? I don't know. You kind of look at the logos. You're like, that one looks cool this week. <laughs> I feel like I'm being heavily influenced by seeing the Vegas lines. Uh, the, the odd. See, that's the problem. You do it strategically. I just kind of pick. And shockingly, it works relatively well. Well, I was going to say, I don't think that's an advantage, I think, because they get it wrong so often. All right, next one here, Jets at Giants. Uh, In-season Snoopy Bowl, unlike the uh, annual preseason game these teams play. Uh, Jets are coming off the bye week. Giants coming off that um, impressive uh, defensive performance and that win over Washington. Uh, you know I'm taking the Jets, though. I'm all in on this team, even with Zach Wilson. <laughs> I picked the Jets, too. <gasps> no, I'm finally out of Eliminator. Oh, no. Who screwed, Who messed up for you? Uh, it was oh, the Commanders. Oh, I'm so sorry we failed you. Uh, I was doing so well. Let's just start a new contest now since we're both out. I don't know if you can do it this season. <laughs> I don't know, because I was going to pick the Jets as like, because you have to pick each team once. That's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Texans at Panthers got next here. I think both of these teams are coming out of the bye, actually. But CJ Stroud has looked so good for Houston. And uh, their defense is playing pretty well, too. Oh, yeah. Battle of the uh, top draft picks. Stroud versus Bryce Young. I just want to point out one of them's won three games. One of them has won zero games. And yep. I have to go with the Ohio State. Yes, I am right there with you picking the team that has already won three games. That would be the Texans. Uh, Patriots and Dolphins next up here. This one gets a little more interesting with Patriots upsetting the Bills and the Dolphins losing to Philly. I do uh, but, want to point out that the Patriots beat the Bills is a lot more like what than the Dolphins losing to Philly. Like, oh yeah, that's definitely a that's a loss you can take. You can understand that one. The Dolphins are not going to lose to 
New England, though. I agree. Taking Miami and they're yeah, they're nine and a half point favorites at home. Falcons at Titans. The next game on the slate here. This is a weird one. This is a weird one. Just these are well, these are both teams that just I don't know what's going on with either one. They both like to uh, run the football ex- pretty much exclusively. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill might be hurt. Uh, we don't know his status yet. He got hurt before their bye week. I think it was an ankle. And Does that mean we'll see Malik Willis? I believe it might. We'll see him and Desmond Ritter facing off uh, if if he if Tannehill can't go. Of course, they were from the same draft class last year, I think. Um. Have you heard about the uh, Falcons head coach being in a little bit of hot water with the league? Arthur Smith? Yeah, is that, I can never remember his name. <laughs> yeah, Arthur Smith. No, what did I miss? So B. John Robinson, their running back. Um, remember him? He was like eighth pick overall in the draft. Yada, yada, whatever. Wasn't, yeah, on, was the, wasn't on the injury. You were there? Nice. I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, how he said, like, he didn't start the game or whatever because he wasn't feeling well, but it wasn't disclosed. Yes, he wasn't on the injury report all week. He played, like, three snaps, uh, and then and then that was it. He was just on the sideline the rest of the game because he, yeah, apparently wasn't feeling good. Well, just to point out, like, he's not the first coach that's gotten in that kind of trouble with the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I appreciated it actually because I was against I was against Kevin in fantasy, and he has Bijan, so I was very happy to see him get only point three fantasy points. And I think that's where a lot of the anger from the public outcry is about is the you know betting in fantasy sports. <laughs> there was no indication anything was wrong, and that does technically, if if there was something going on during the week, that would be in violation of the league protocols that they didn't report it. Was eh, it? They'll get slapped to fight and move on. Yep. Yep. Falcons are actually. I have the, I have the, ti- uh, the Texans. Uh, the the Titans. Oh, yeah, it's such a toss up. Falcons are road favorites uh, by two and a half points. This has got to be the lowest over under the week. Just thirty six and a half total points. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with the Falcons. Like you said, these are the two of the most confusing teams. Rams at Cowboys is next here. Uh, Rams are three and four. Cowboys four and two. I'll take the Rams feistiness over Dallas's dismay any day. Oh, I like that alliteration. Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys have been kind of underwhelming. I'll still take them, though. All right, fine. Sight with 84% of the population. Play it safe. It's cool. Eagles and Commanders, I will be playing it safe here as well and taking the Eagles. I'm surprised, right. not, surprised they're not heavier favorites. Um, I have no faith in Washington right now. I don't know. I'm excited for the Eagles defense because if everyone else can get like a bunch of sacks on Sam Howell. Oh, my everybody. gosh. Can you imagine with the, with their D-line, arguably the best in the league, this, this could be Howell's last game. <laughs> <laughs> Might be it for him. <laughs> it's over. Saints at Colts is the next one on the list here. Yeah. Yeah, that's my gut reaction too. I. It's fifty-fifty down the middle. I mean, the Colts have looked. Uh, I mean, they're going to have Minshew again, of course, like the rest of the whole rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor's 
seems to be fully healthy again now. He's running well. And Colts apparently have a couple of good receivers. And we knew about Michael Pittman. He's been there a while. But the rookie, Josh Downs, has been really making some big plays. Um, Yeah, give me the Colts. Uh, I am standing on this hill. <laughs> oh, the Taysom hill? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die on that hill? If it wins me in fantasy and it puts up 17 points as a tight end, I'll take it every week. <laughs> Browns at Seahawks moving into the 3 o'clock slate of games now. Uh, Deshaun Watson is still day-to-day uh, with the, I guess, the show. Of a job. I think he's... <laughs> They can they literally their cap hit if they cut up is like two hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna be able to draft or oh, hire man. anybody for the next ten years, but <laughs> it's so funny. I mean I feel bad for Browns fans, but as an organization, this is what I just want to be in the front office sometimes when these decisions are made to be like, I'm sorry, hold on. Does anybody realize what you're doing here? <laughs> I'm taking Seattle. Yes, sir. Chiefs at Broncos taking the Chiefs. Weirdly, uh, this is the second time in three weeks that these two teams are playing. Last time was the Thursday night where it was actually kind of close. But um, I'm taking the Chiefs. Yes. Okay, Bengals at 49ers. This is where it gets kind of interesting. Cincinnati coming out of the bye week are the Bengals. The Niners have lost two straight, like we discussed. Um, Burrow, uh, you know, he he's sort of hurt, I guess, the calf, right? But he hasn't actually missed a game or anything. And you would assume, given the bye week, he'll be coming in pretty healthy. Biggest question mark for them is probably T. Higgins, the receiver. But they've still got Jamar Chase, even if he can't go. Yeah, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> and we already know the Niners will be without Debo again which didn't look like a problem against a feisty Vikings defense. Yeah, wow, this is a tough one to call. I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to stick with the Niners. I mean, that offense, I get it. It was a Vikings defense that kind of was surprising, but I don't have a ton of faith in the Bengals defense. I would put them almost on the same tier um, overall in terms of the way I think they play. And as long as McCaffrey's have uh, healthy, you really can't count the sound friends out. Brandon Ayuk is playing phenomenal. George yeah. Kittle stepped up his game. There's still a lot of potency on that on that offense. Yeah, okay. I think I'm with you. 49ers are back at home for this game. I don't think they lose. If we three. lose this, you'll never trust me again. Oh, we're far. We're way past that. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll take the Niners. Okay, Ravens at Cardinals, Battle of the Birds. Give me Baltimore. I was going to say it's not that big of a battle. <laughs> yeah, it won't be, won't be much of a battle. One bird will eat another's carcass in the desert. <laughs> yes, in the desert. That's right. See? See? I still got it. I like the connection. Uh, Arizona at least has their baseball team to root for as we record this. They may be eliminated or going to the World Series by the time this comes out. <laughs> I mean, you know, heads or tails. Bears at Chargers is the Sunday night game. I don't know who thought this was a good idea for primetime. Um, but I'm sure at the beginning, like this sounded much better. That's true. But we if all... you really think about it, you couldn't pick more evenly matched, at least record-wise teams, right? It always sucks if you have like a 9-0 and versus an 0-19. You're like, oh, really? 
Man, I didn't realize the Chargers are two and four. That's crazy. Bears are two and five. Uh, the whole, you know, Tyson Bagent is about to be introduced on the national stage. Uh, taking the Chargers. You know what? I'm going to switch. I'm going to go Ooh. be spicy. I like it. It is. I'm going to take the Bears. I love it. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football. Only because Josh Kelly can suck it. <laughs> Josh Kelly. <laughs> so mad. Now that Eckler's back and playing and no one's even thinking about starting Kelly because he was terrible the whole time. He had the backfield to himself. Now he rips off a big touchdown run. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, Raiders at Lions, Monday Night Football, last game of the week. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do at quarterback. Jimmy G may or may not be healthy. If not, they might go back to the rookie whose name I can't even remember. It's Aiden. Aiden something. I was going to say Hutchinson, but that's not right. That's the Lions. <laughs> defensive end. Because they did bench. I mean, I think, that, I think I know who you're picking then if you have, you know, Lions on the brain. <laughs> I didn't even realize on the other side of this matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care who the Raiders' starting quarterback is. I'm picking Aiden Hutchinson and the Lions. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, one more quick break and back with the fantasy corner. Yes. Now, let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner. Well, like the freaking injured corner that I got going on over here. Well, thank God Addison didn't go down. Yeah, just cramps. But he was did, you his, did you see his comment he made? No, what did he say? They, when they, when he was asked by reporters about that thing, he's like, man, I just needed a Gatorade break. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, dude? You're all right. You, you've earned it with those 130 yards and two touchdowns or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seven receptions, 123 yards and two scores. What a monster. Okay, so, yeah, since we're already talking about Addison, let's talk about your matchup first. You and Sorio squaring off. Both of you starting a different Rams running back, which I found hilarious. I mean, it was going to be one of those that it was either completely genius or nothing was going to go right. And unfortunately, I did not win that battle. However, I did very weird move. I picked up DJ Dallas initially. Mm. Then the more I read and the more I thought about it, I dropped him and picked up Antonio Gibson, which while Gibson only gave me four points, it's better than the negative two that DJ Dallas put out. <laughs> oh, wow. Or the so zero I, that Keontae Ingram had in, in Sorio's starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I immediately dropped the other guy I had, Emma Cardo. Yeah, yeah. The, because the Arizona is just a train wreck. <laughs> but essentially, my unsung heroes, which thank you for one of them. Uh, Derek Carr and the Taysom Hill combo really is what set me up rather well. Yeah, you got that Saints stack. <laughs> um, which is insane because when I also grabbed Jordan Addison, it was like I was stacking teams, but clearly that worked. Yeah. Because it literally came down to Kirk Cousins versus Jordan Addison, which is a very weird, weird matchup. But what I felt comfortable with is the fact that we're a half-point PPR league, so even though a touchdown in yards goes to both, I always get an extra half a point. Right, yeah. 
So that's what made me confident. And so after the first touchdown, I was like, oh, I feel really good now. Yep. And then I made the joke of just one more to like really settle the cushion and boom. And then you got it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being a pretty comfortable, relatively comfortable <laughs> 115 to 102 victory. Yeah, I just Ooh. watched Josh Kelly put a 14 and a half on my bench. <laughs> Don't fall for the trap because you know he's destined for zero <laughs> next week. <laughs> However, the only light side is the fact that Romeo Dobbs put up 10 on my bench, but with the fact that Christian Watson's out again, may flex him back out. And then Tutu Atwell coming up with a touchdown. Thank you. Yeah, one catch, but it was a touchdown. For 31 yards. And then it didn't wind up being as big as it looked on paper, but I was not going to trust Philly's defense against that Miami offense, so I grabbed Tampa Bay. And... They only put up six points, but they had, it it worked out fine. Hmm. Well, apparently Watson might be okay for Sunday. Damn it! Which is somebody hit him with a car. I mean, that looked really bad the way he went down at the end of the, the Broncos game. Anyway, um, yeah. So you got your win on Monday Night Nail Biter, uh, at least for the first quarter or so until it was decided but i got a win as well going up against kevin our two-time defending champion i was hoping he wouldn't set his lineup because he actually hadn't until late in the week but no he did and actually i feel better about it now knowing that i won because it's a more legitimate victory because he did actually set <laughs> a lineup even though he got negative two from deshaun watson and just 0.3 from b john robinson <laughs> that's rough that pretty much uh, i mean that put me in a good good spot um, but I also, I have to thank uh, Lamar Jackson for his monster game. Uh, Baker, solid. Puka Nakua, man, that guy is incredible. Cooper Cup only had two catches in that game, but Puka had eight for 154. Uh, Cleveland defense in that game that was just pure chaos. They did have the touchdowns. They did pretty well. And uh, pretty much nothing happened on my bench. Uh, Jaden Reed, who I got from you, thanks. Uh, he, he scored. It was the weirdest touchdown, dude. Did you see this? Is that where it bounced off of the other guy? And... Yeah, the other Packers receiver, who he was actually trying to throw it to. Yeah, you know who that other head. receiver was? Uh, was it Watson? No. Was it Dobbs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he should have had two? I mean, and... he was on my bench, so it wouldn't have counted. But it's just the fact of, like... If I had him start, it'd been like, really, really? <laughs> well, I guess you can be comforted knowing that that's who he was actually attempting to get the ball to, but it went, bounced off of his hands, and luckily Jaden Reed was behind him in the end zone. He caught it. Um, but, yeah, I had so many guys on bye week this week, uh, but got lucky, got the win. Put up my by far my highest point total of the season, 142 to 104. Um, feels good. Two and five now, just like just like my Broncos. <laughs> I think and with that you are tied for last in the division. <laughs> and in the league overall, there's no worse team than two and five. There's three two and five teams, and I'm happy to say I've scored the most points of those three. <laughs> At least uh, I've got that going for me. <laughs> just feels good to win one because man, one and five is a depressing start. <laughs> 
And, yeah, uh, no, and nobody wants to be one and six, which nobody is. So nobody's nobody picked is. a truly terrible team. Oh, and now I have to play Sorio. And he gets everyone. No one's on by this week, so it's going to be a team at full. I literally, that's the only reason I won. <laughs> I am very well aware how lucky I got. Win's a win. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what's terrible, though? When you scroll all the way over, it says playoff percentage. I'm at a 29% to make the playoffs. That's it? But you're four and three. Yeah. Somehow it's got me at 27, only just slightly behind you. Well, anyway, good, good luck. because all half my team's injured. I looked ahead at the schedule, by the way, and we do play again week 13 or 14, I think. So mark your calendars. Well, I'll have half my team back then. <laughs> we'll see. You might have a whole new team by then. <laughs> uh, so I think that's a good place to wrap things up for today. Um, Thanks for joining us as always. Next time we'll be back with our usual recaps previews, but also it's time for round two of contender or pretender. Can you believe us? Still waiting for um, the intern to go back and listen to our week four edition to find out who we rated as in which category. Um, First, we have to get an intern. Then then I'll have him do it. (laughs) You got kids. (laughs) I can't get him to listen to anything that's not uh, blippy or (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever do you know who flippy is why would you <laughs> you know i don't and if that's i did i feel like you should be concerned <laughs> yeah. oh yeah it's my favorite show <laughs> okay mike you need to go lay down now okay yeah getting a little punchy here i'm excited <laughs> to go um edit <laughs> and see who's gonna win this baseball game <laughs> see if arizona has anything to cheer for besides the kyler murray trade Ouch. I'm sure he's been studying the playbook a lot while he's Between, on IR. While his Madden matches have been loading. <laughs> yeah. Madden, Call of Duty, FIFA. I don't know what he plays. I think it's Call of Duty, right? It would be ironic if he played Madden. I mean, then he could count it as if he plays as the Cardinals with um, whoever's playbook. I don't even know who their offensive coordinator is. I don't know, some guy in a jacket. Maybe he could count it. As, maybe he could count for his mandatory study hours. <laughs> or he plays a game and immediately trades himself to, uh, I don't know. The Browns. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can definitely afford to play, pay two different quarterbacks uh, top of the market money. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Matt, for making the time. I'll let you get off to bed, and I will get to editing, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds like fun. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans and remember we will see you next week on the gridiron